0: Love Talk Radio.
1: This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Holster, and Big
0: Swing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to that song, you know what that is. It is time for... Attitude Air Live here on 89.1 KENS FM, and we have a great show here planned tonight. But first off, let's say hello to Matthias. How are
2: you? Well, after another long work of delivering beer and another great weekend of uh, wrestling out of state yet again, I am ready to do another great show live here on 89.1 KENS FM. And where were you? Well, I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I wrestled uh, at a Taco and Margarita Festival in front of one of the biggest crowds I've ever wrestled in front of.
0: Really? And uh, as a Viking fan, were you wearing your uh, Viking uh, jerseys and stuff?
2: Well, unfortunately, no, I was not allowed to do that for fear of starting a riot, but... uh, I had planned where I was going to wear a Green Bay Packers shirt. I know, I know. It sounds disgusting and all. But I was going to have my Brett Favre Viking jersey underneath it. And, uh, unfortunately, that uh, did not come to fruition because a lot of people were very, very intoxicated off margaritas. And uh, we didn't need any uh, big-time riots starting in, in the middle of a festival. So didn't come to fruition.
0: Well, let's kind of talk a little bit about what we have coming on tonight. Uh, unfortunately, Granny Holster is not going to be with us tonight. Rumor is Big Swing is going to be here with us tonight. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. We know that Big Swing is busy with his running of a bar and owning a bar and uh, his radio career. It's amazing, you know. I'll, I'll. Uh, he did have a radio career before he started here, but uh, he didn't own a bar until he started with me. So apparently. Some of my business practices and ideas has rubbed off on uh, Big Swing, so we, we always wish him luck. We, we love when he's with us, when he can't join us. You know, it's usually the three of us, but right now it looks like it's going to be the two of us. But let's go ahead and give a rundown tonight of who our guests are going to be. First off, we're going to have uh, George Kane, the playboy lookalike himself. He looks just like Hugh Hefner. We're going to talk to him. We're going to have Diana McClure-Repetto. She was in the movie... Clown Motel 2 And we have Joe Lugin Who's a director, actor Writer, producer And uh, believe it or not Matthias, I'm going to try and get a job
2: As per uh, usual Well, you know, <laughs> it, it
0: it kind of goes with the territory we'll, ha- we'll have a lot of fun tonight We'll just wait for our first guest to show up And we'll wait for our first guest to uh, call in But one thing about uh, Our upcoming shows We're not going to have a show next week We're going to replay uh, it sounds like we may be replaying the first show that we ever did here on Kens FM. We're actually coming up on our year anniversary here on uh, 89.1 Kens FM here. We started August, I do believe it was August 8th, uh, 19, um, 19, uh, August 8th of 2021. So we're coming up on our year anniversary. So I guess we're, right now we're damn near a year. And we're 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 rolling, rock and rolling here. We're only going to get bigger. We're only going to get better. We're going to get. I, I don't think we can be more entertaining than we already are, but we sure are going to strive for that. However, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you got uh, upcoming, and I'm going to try and hook our first guest here. While you can tell us what uh, your schedule is looking like in the next couple weeks here.
2: Well, upcoming for my next few uh, wrestling shows, I actually just got a couple of bookings out of last weekend. For for everyone who wants to know, last weekend I wrestled in Green Bay, Wisconsin, for a taco margarita festival in front of like 1,300 people.
0: Did you get a free margarita?
2: Uh, yes, actually, from the crowd. I uh, After I turned heel again, I uh, tried to demand a margarita out of somebody's hand. Well they didn't give it to me so i had to go and take it from them and then later on a bunch of people were giving me free drinks after the show so that was pretty cool uh no free tacos unfortunately because i didn't get around to getting those but uh yeah i wrestled in front of like 1300 people and it was a killer show we did very well and now um i actually got told that next time wb is around in the wisconsin area you'll see me on tv so that's that's uh pretty cool i was excited to hear about that but I also have uh, my upcoming schedule here. For July 7th, I will be in, um, I'll be in Grand Forks, North Dakota for Time Bomb Pro. Then I go July 22nd, I will go to uh, Impact Pro Wrestling, which I will be in Waterloo, Iowa, where I'm going to meet people such as Jerry Briscoe. I'll be meeting Trish Stratus, JR, IRS, uh, a lot of superstars. It's going to be cool. It's a big show. I get to wrestle for that. Then I believe my next show after that, It will be later on in August, but I remember August 27th, I have my first uh, APW world title defense. Then I go back the next week again to APW on the September 2nd and 3rd. That will be in Wisconsin again. And then September 9th through 10th, I will be mixing it up between PWA, Puffamania in Minot, and then uh, below zero in Fargo. And then the September 17th show will be uh, BCW as well in in, uh, Moorhead, Minnesota.
0: Well, that's really cool, and uh, you know we uh, wish you luck in all those uh, in all those stops. It sounds like you'll be rubbing, uh, ru- yeah, rubbing elbows with some uh, pretty big uh, stars out there. So uh, we congratulate you, and uh, make sure that uh, you know you send some love and you try and get some of these uh, said celebrities onto the show, especially Jr. I know that there's a lot of stuff that we can. Talk to Jr. about. It. I'd love to ask him about the fake Razor and fake Diesel. I yeah. think that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, I'll see. Like I said, I'll talk to him when uh, when I get down to the show. Because like I said, I, I was hoping to be in Bridge City Slam Four when uh, Matt Cardona and Hornswoggle and uh, Ron Simmons and Victoria and Carlito and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and all that and Trevor Murdoch and Bushwhacker Luke when all of them were there. I, but unfortunately, I didn't get booked. So this one, I'm gonna try to get uh my name out there and stuff like that i mean i did pretty well these past few weekends and my name is going up and i'm getting more places so maybe i'll talk to jr or trish stratus and see if i can get them on here on our radio show sometime i I know jr loves to talk so i'll see if uh, he wants to get on our show and i can quote his heel
0: speech by rote every single thing that he said in that heel turn when he uh did the whole uh, thing against Vince McMahon and uh, egotistical owner, all that stuff? I can quote that every
2: single line. Wow. Okay. Well, then we'll see if we can. Uh, like I said, I'll talk to him the second I get on the show, and uh, maybe I'll be able to talk to him in the back. Like it's just incredible, honestly. Like to get told that hey, we want you on this show, and I'm wrestling one of the Briscoes. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a show. I'm super excited, and uh, I actually get to work backstage with wwe legends and i also to meet jbl i mean i know he's a bully but he is a legend in the wwe so that's a little extra bonus there too
0: you know and the thing is you know you mentioned you had a chance but you missed uh... bushwhacker luke I don't know if that's such a bad thing. I mean they might have licked you on the side of the head or something. Can you imagine if they tried to do that nowadays?
2: Yeah, you know? I mean that would be that would be definitely different. But uh he, he did not at the show, he did not do that. Uh but he did his patented, you know, walk and stuff, his little dance that he does and he, he led a group of kids around the ring and stuff like that, so the kids got to enjoy that. But yeah, for for as old as he is, the how he could still move like that was uh I mean, yeah, it was it was slow, but I mean, still, to be able to wrestle at that age, and that deterioration, like that's just incredible. I was shocked myself. He actually wrestled. He's still yeah. wrestling. He wrestled in a he wrestled in a tag team match, and he was with uh, I can't remember the names, but it was just like three heels that I I hate to say this that I know I could have done better. I know I could have gotten the crowd way better and actually been a better heel. But yeah, he was uh, he was in a tag team with a couple other guys versus uh it was a six-man tag it was the first match of that show and uh yeah it was it was pretty cool i mean ted didn't wrestle um uh ron simmons didn't wrestle victoria refed a match carlito wrestled matt cardona cut a promo and hornswoggle wrestled so that was all pretty cool to get to see all them in action
0: and this was you said this was bushwhacker luke right you know how do you know how old he is
2: i did not look up his age i think it was like 70s, 80? No, he, not 80. He's 75. He is uh, born on Elvis' birthday, January the 8th. Wow. He's 75 and, and still I don't know if he's... I don't know if he, they asked him to wrestle. I mean, shoot. He, he he wrestled. He was in the opening match, so he did pretty well. So Now, if I'm not mistaken,
0: did we not lose the other half of the Bushwhacker? Was, uh, he did pass, right, I think? If um, I'm... Butch? I do believe so, Bush. I think he did pass away. Okay. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, you know, I remember... One time, not that anybody cares, but I remember one time uh, they were here at the Fargo Civic Center, and I was sitting ringside by myself, minding my own business, and the next thing I know I get a tap on the shoulder and I have two strange men licking, my, <laughs> licking the side of my head. Uh, like I said, can you imagine them doing that nowadays? I don't, that, that would not go over well at all. I mean,
2: I mean, knowing their gimmick and stuff, I know the people, like when they watched it back in the day, they would be okay with that. I mean, I wouldn't mind it because, I mean, I get to interact with a WWE legend. But people that had, did not watch wrestling back then, do not know anything about wrestling back then, don't know who the Bushwhackers are, they would probably be extremely disgusted, which, I mean, I would completely agree with them on that because that's just a completely random thing to do. But why would you go to a wrestling show and not look up the legends that are there and not like try to familiarize yourself you know
0: right well i'll tell you what it looks like our first uh, guest is waiting in the wings so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick little commercial break uh we'll hear from one of our great sponsors and we will be back after these messages and we got a special surprise with our first guest so give us about 30 seconds we'll be right back the new woodspring suites of fargo located at 1090 35th street north at the i-29 and 12th avenue north interchange is an extended stay pet friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room including a stovetop full-size fridge, and microwave plus a big 40 inch flat screen TV with free Wi-Fi you can book a room at 701 582 1600 or online at www.woodspring.com woodspring suites of Fargo rated 4.2 by trust score and we do want to thank the sponsorship of Woodspring Sweets for uh, sponsoring our great show. But right now, we're going to have a little fun right now. We're stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle. And I would say he's walking down the aisle most likely with a pipe in the pipe, and a. he's probably wearing a bathrobe, and he is probably the biggest playboy that ever stepped on the graces of this great show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. He is Mr. George Kane.
3: Hey guys, this is L.A. Heff and you are listening to the Attitude Era Monday live show on 89.1 Kens FM. I am happy to be here tonight and I'm anxious to talk to the hosts. We have a celebrity section of hosts. You got the big swing. I don't know how they put a swing in this small area, but we got it, and he's big, and he's swinging right now. And to support him Granny, and this is Granny Hawkster also, is in the group, as well as the modern nightmare, nightmare, Matthias, who the girls say he is a nightmare once you get up. And last but not least, the one, the only, the icon, and I'm so happy to be here tonight and ready to boogie and do anything we want to do, guys. Let's go for awesome. it.
0: All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Hefner, uh, we, we, uh, I am uh, proud to call you that. So uh, if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Then I'm going to ask you the tougher questions, like how I can uh, get all the gals that you do. But give us a little background first, and we'll uh, have some fun with you and talk.
3: Well, originally, 25 years, I was a high school principal of 2,000-kid school in the Syracuse area. I also, when I retired, after being part of the school, I was also a collegiate football official for the Big East, working all the big ball games, Boston College, Syracuse, Army, Navy, Pittsburgh, Penn State. I progressed from there, and before I became LAF. I was a race car driver for the Sports Car Club of America, certified, drove my own car for six years, all the big tracks. By big tracks, I'm talking Daytona, Sebring, and uh, the Palm Beach International Raceway, Georgia, Homestead. Besides that, I was the state of Florida road ranger, which are gentlemen who drive these big white trucks and help people that have broken down or help the Florida Highway Patrol. And I was fortunate enough to pull a young lady from a burning car by myself, four o'clock in the morning, no one around just her and myself. And I was able to luckily save her life. And previous to that previous to that I was assistant varsity football coach at my high school, varsity wrestling coach, and varsity tennis coach. And on top of it, at the present time, beside being LAF, I'm also a professional captain, boat delivery captain, taking large yachts up to Michigan and back down the intercoastal. So uh, I've experienced quite a number of things besides being the captain of my local men's tennis team, which we excelled. So that's a general background of what you need to know about L.A. heft.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, LAF, we've got a lot to unpack here. We're on 89.1 Kinshap, and we've got 30 minutes. And we're going to try and break down a lot of that stuff that we want to uh, ask you about, a lot of stuff that you talked about. Like, First off, I'd like to ask you about being a referee. How many times have you, as a referee, had a, well, quote, unquote, tuffle with a uh, coach on the sidelines because maybe a call that you made or a call that they said that you blew or missed?
3: consistently. The reason for that was the simple fact that a particular assistant coach is usually assigned. I was a headlinesman. I was right on the sideline. I had a chain crew behind me, and uh, the assistant coach would go up and down behind me and consistently indicate, oh, look at that. He's offside. Do you see that? Do you see that? Why don't you call that? So they attempt to subtly, but not so subtly, intimidate. In fact, Jack Bicknell, who was coach at Boston College when Doug Flutie was playing, I had I had a ball game where Doug Flutie was in, and Jack came up to me before the game. He says, my quarterback is getting hit and please protect them. I said, Coach, I'll call it the way I see it. Second play of the game, Flutie is in the grasp of a uh, defensive player, and I call the play dead, and Bicknell comes running up, yelling at me, saying, how come you blew the whistle so early? So that's only one little story of what occurred, but yes, there is an attempt at intimidation.
0: Well, you know, I I appreciate it. Uh, as as you know, we're on uh, eighty nine point one FM, and we are uh, we do need PG language, and uh, I do appreciate how you uh, PG that up because I'm sure that uh, the way that you described it was not exactly the language that they used. I would guess on some well,
3: occasions. Well, on some occasions, but usually they're pretty straightforward and. They didn't get into that because they knew as soon as they started any type of uh, profanity that the flag was going to come out and get them for in, unsportsmanlike conduct. So they knew how far to push each official on the field. But the ones that were the most susceptible were, like myself, being a headlinesman right on the sideline right in front of the coaches for the opposing side. And then my uh, line judge across the way, who's usually on the home side, got a lot of heat. The umpire and the referee didn't get too much. And also the back judge and the field judge weren't necessarily bothered. It was the guys right on the sideline. that got a lot of interesting uh, situations.
0: Uh, La Hep is, yes, is our
3: guest
0: here. La Hep is our guest here on eighty nine point one FM. We got twenty six minutes. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'll, we're going to talk about La Hep in a little bit, but I, I do want to talk to you a little bit, and then we'll then we'll do a roundtable and we'll have uh, Matthias ask a few questions. But you know, you mentioned that you were a race car driver and you you were at all the major wrestling events, as for lack of a better term, who did you get to race a gift that we would know?
3: Well, sports car club of America is a local type of, uh, not local nationwide, but they're usually individuals like myself, professionals who want to race, but really don't have the time to spend, uh, on the major circuit-type situation. So we would race on weekends. And uh, to be honest with you, we raced uh, against individuals. Paul Newman was one at, uh, at a period of time. But other than that, uh, it was more or less a localized type of individuals. By localized, I'm talking about. Guys racing like I raced a spec racer four, which is just similar to a Indy car, uh, and that was awesome because I would trailer my car <laughs> into the yard and uh, <laughs> and uh, people come over and say, "Gee, that's a beautiful looking car. Who's the owner?" I said, "I'm the owner," and they said, "Who's your driver?" And I said, I'm the driver. And he said, you are, because I was an old guy, you know. But I did it, <laughs> because that's what I always wanted to do. And it was very interesting, because I got that a lot, you know. You're the driver? I said, yeah, man, I'm the driver, an old guy like me. And I, my goal was not to finish last and not to crash and to improve my time each time I got out. And I did two out of three of those, but I did crash a couple times. Once at Daytona, right in the middle of a pack, cars were bumping and hitting, and it was unreal, and I couldn't do anything about it. And then the other time, my sponsor was there, and on the first lap at Sebring this was, uh, which is a big-time international race venue. Uh, I went from the macadam to the concrete and when you go from the macadam to the concrete your tires sometimes don't get this full grip and it was at the beginning of the race first lap first lap and I went from the macadam to the concrete and I was trying to show off for my owner and uh, or my sponsor excuse me and uh, because I was the owner and uh, lost control, smashed into the wall, couldn't finish the race, pulled it in, (laughs) and his sponsor comes says, what are you doing? (laughs) He was my dentist, so
0: (laughs) it was cute. I'm I'm just kind of curious. I'm just kind of curious. Did you ever use a line? Well, hey, I may be 45, but the engine in this vehicle is only six months old, so, you know. <laughs> uh, La, LA Heff is our guest here. Uh, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna do a round table here, and then uh, we'll come back to me, and I'm gonna ask you about uh, La Heff. But uh, Matthias, you're gonna, gonna get, get that more... guy
3: off the big. Are you, are you gonna get that guy off the big swing? I can't believe you got the swing in the studio, with a big guy like that. Big swing. Well, well he. <laughs> well, he's still swinging, but
0: I'm gonna introduce you to Matthias first, the modern nightmare. And once you hear him talking oh you know my why God, he is yes. the modern nightmare. Uh, so I've uh, heard about
3: I've heard about Matthias and the Modern Nightmare. Several girls yeah, I, said, "Yeah, I told him
0: you were yes. ladies, man." So go ahead, uh, uh, prove me wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys for a guess, Go
2: ahead. Well, I just wanted to say, yes, you are talking to the Modern Nightmare, the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's number one heel, current E.W.Y. Diamond Champion, and A.P.W. World's Heavyweight Champion. Welcome to the show. Just wanted to basically say, uh, yes, two-part, two-time champion. Um, My main question for you would be, you've done all this incredible stuff throughout your life so far, whether it's racing or you're reffing or captaining things or all this this jazz that you label off in your little uh, biography thing there. What would you say would be one of the most, Interesting things you've gotten to do Throughout your life Or what was one of the most interesting events That ever uh, came into your life That you got to be a part of And you can't say this show Because that would be too easy
3: Yeah <laughs> Well, I was going to say Probably Granny Hulkster By the time I get to talk to her If it is or <laughs> if <in Pearl. laughs> So anyways But, you know, that's a tough question Because each venue that I was involved in. The time that I pulled a girl from a burning car, that's spectacular. I mean, that car, when I got her out and I had to really yank her out and pull the door of the car open because it was upside down, she didn't know the car was burning. And I could see it and I couldn't do anything. And I was told to wait and I couldn't wait And I was all alone four o'clock in the morning and I pulled her out and she landed up on top of me. And she says, Oh, I got to go back for my shoes. I said, you're not going any place, honey, except to my truck. And by the time (laughs) I got to my truck, my truck decals were melting. That's how close we were and how intense the heat was. And when the fire chief got there, He, uh, and I called the parents. I was able to get over, get a hold of the girl's parents. And the fire chief said, you know, you're talking to the parents. He said, that gentleman right over there, he saved your girl's life. And I got a plaque saying that, which is very nice. I was very pleased at that. So that was one event. Another event was Yale-Harvard game. Yale was undefeated and was going to have the first undefeated season in 13 years, and they're playing in the Yale Bowl. It was the same time that the New York Giants were playing there because their stadium was being built. So they put additional seats into the Yale Bowl. So when I got there the day before and watched the TV, they showed the empty lines going in to buy tickets the reason being the game was sold out seventy thousand people, and wow. uh, that was that was awesome and right toward the end of the ball game, right toward the end of the ball game, some guy from Yale comes out there in the middle of the field, drops his pants, and moons the harvard side and uh, But the thing of it is Harvard won the game and deprived Yale from getting an undefeated season. That's one of the major events. Another event I would say would be, uh, oh, bringing the, uh, 64 foot Hatteras yacht down from Holland, Michigan down the Mississippi River, et cetera going across the Ohio into the 10 Tom Bigby and uh, out into the Gulf from there. That was an awesome experience. But when I got there, I had never been on the boat. And the owner says, you got to s- turn this vessel around because we need to do something with it. And I had never been on the yacht. And... I got in there, and I whipped it right around, and I was very proud of myself, very proud. And uh, the other experience I was able when uh, I was teaching ninth grade before I became a principal, one of the students in my class was Richard Gere, and the Richard Gere actor. And, wow. uh he was uh, cocky and sure of himself, and the girls fell over, were all over him because he was so good-looking, and he was a gymnast. And, so, and that was his name in high school, and that's, he retained the name. He never changed his name, and his father's name is Homer Gear, ran an insurance agency. So that's so- another situation. So,
0: with, with that being and said, I don't mean and to be, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to so be I'm
3: controlling just, everything.
0: No, no, that's fine. No, uh, that's
3: fine. Uh,
0: well, I was, when, when in I was Denver, East.
3: Colorado. Yes, go ahead. Sorry.
0: So, what I was, what I was going to say is, with that being said, and you know, you're you're there, and you're L.A. half, and of course, you look like Hugh Hepner. We're going to talk about that right now. But uh, okay. I'm guessing that Richard Gere got jealous of you because you're better looking than he is.
3: Oh, no, 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 not at all, not at all, not even close, (laughs) don't forget, I was, uh, I was just starting teaching, and he was, uh, you know, ninth grade at the time, so we're not that far apart in age right now, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was interesting as get out, that was really cool, and, with the experiences, as far as uh oh, as far as being a varsity wrestling coach, that was fantastic. I uh was able to start a team up myself, brought them along, and took a number of the individuals to championships in the state. I was very proud of that endeavor when I was coaching. Uh, wrestling. Uh, and when I got into this LA half situation, uh, I've had many experiences. I've done 279 appearances. And you name it, I've been there. Chicago at Ocean. Uh, New York, Copacabana for New Year's Eve. Led 200 people from the Copa down to uh, Times Square with police escort, with me leading the group. They all thought I was him, which was really kind of funny because it was when he was still alive. And uh, uh,
2: uh, LA yes. Half
0: is our guest there. Uh, I got, I got a, I got a fun, fun one here for you, LA. Uh, <clears throat> L.A. Huff is our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Real quick here so we can do this. Uh, our fans, uh, regular fans that listen, if you go to our Addistry era Monday Live page, like that, you go to 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that, you get automatically qualified to win an autograph of a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. And, uh, L.A., would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways?
3: Guess what? I've already sent them out today with a picture awesome. of myself and a signature LAF and you will be receiving them uh well I mailed them out this afternoon Perfect. so you got five yep. coming and you got one coming for the man the icon also. That's awesome. First yeah. Now, uh, now you asked me, you asked us uh,
0: when we were going to get him off the swing. Well, right now, Big Swing is off the swing, and he's just walked into the studio. He's uh, uh he's standing oh. on the left side of me. Hey, Big Swing, what do you got for our guest, L.A. Heff?
4: Oh, was this me? He, were, you, were you throwing it to me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, all right, man. Oh,
3: that's a okay. Don't... Me. Don't let granny uh di diverge you from what you want to say or do. Raiders You are a uh
4: you're you're a funny guy there. I mean, you uh, Well you're okay, okay big what do you got for what do you
0: got for LA have? Go ahead.
4: Well I um uh, I got in a little late tonight 'cause uh you know traffic. Well w well yeah, but no, like traffic and things here in New York and uh it's it's always so brutal. Um I heard you mentioning something about Times Square. Um Yes. And and based on what Icon told me you were the stunt double, uh for Hugh Hefner, uh in certain situations. Um does this get you does that get you uh notoriety and fame in certain places? Like, have you ever been mistaken for him? And, and can you get into places and be like, hey, you know who I am? I'm your you know what I mean? Like, you ever you ever use that to your advantage to, to get into, you know, cool places?
3: Well, sure I didn't use Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. I was in Vegas, right? At the time, the Playboy mm-hmm. Club was in existence. And I went with my friend who was a James Bond lookalike. And we went up to the Playboy Club, and the bunny that was on duty came over and said, oh, sir, I'm glad to see you here. And I said, well, can we have a table? Well, we'll do better than that. We'll give you your booth, of course. And I said, oh, okay. So she took us to his booth, his private booth. She thought I was him. So I ordered around the drinks for the group that I was with, and I said to her, I said, "Well, how much do I owe you?" She said, "What do you mean? You own the place. Why would you pay?" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yes, yes, true story. Well, another, honestly, another, if that were another maybe, story. I like
4: I would have been like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I'm sorry." Blah, blah, blah. I would have right. would have used. I would have used the hell out of
3: that
2: for sure. Anyway, well, yeah, did you, well so did you pay the tab or in, did you
3: not? Oh, I paid the tab, of course. I said, no, I'm going to pay because I need to uh, just keep this flowing as it should be, and you deserve to be paid. And so I paid it. And then I went to Fort Lauderdale shortly thereafter, and guess who I run into in the bar at Off the Hookah is, was the name of the club. Dennis Rodman. You know Dennis Rodman?
0: Yeah, we, we, we know the worm. Of course he was Hulk Hogan's tag team partner against Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone, definitely.
3: And he was a big time like NBA time. star. He's a big NBA star and he traveled to North Korea and met the dictator there. And I met him down at Off the Hook and he thought I was him. I he thought I was Hefner. And so he started asking me these questions, and he asked me, well, where did Hefner go to school? And I said, Steinmetz High School in Chicago. And he said, what did he do there? Well, he was president of the student council. Well, how smart is he? He has an IQ. I have an IQ of 152. He says, holy (laughs) cow. And so I had all the answers for him, and I hated to tell him that I wasn't Hefner. But that happened quite a bit. In fact, it still happens in areas where some people don't realize that Hefner passed away in 2017. I went to Jamaica and ended up at one of the swanky hotels working a gig and all of the personnel that was working there thought I was Hefner. They didn't realize he had passed. Interesting. <laughs> you know, it's funny,
0: it's funny how you mention that. You know, uh, uh, Big Swing himself, he was the president of his freshman class for four straight years.
5: Wow.
3: I didn't know that.
0: L.A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, help is our guest here. we got got uh, eight minutes. So now let me ask you this. Uh, of course, you know you have to kind of walk a fine line because you know you look like him. And I mean, if you guys have never seen this guy, I mean, uh, if you've never I'm seen Googling L.A. Him. I'm he looks yeah,
4: the- just like him. Yeah, he looks he looks just like him. And you, smoking, you know, do you wear the smoking jacket just around your house, just like watching TV? No,
3: no, no. no. I, I go out and I try to be low key. But people uh, start staring all the time, and you're it's a humble, you're crazy. A
4: humble guy. I would, I would be absolutely just in character all the time if I if I was that lucky. Like, well, I I had something similar like to me.
3: that
4: where yeah, well, I have something I, similar I'll tell to that you. where I when I was younger, I looked like the um, the son on The Sopranos, uh, AJ, uh-huh. that's what that's what a lot of people say anyway. And Robert Iller's younger picture <laughs> looks kind of like me. So I was dressed up in a suit and tie once, coming back from work. Uh, I work at a gentleman's club, and this is when I was up in New Hampshire. And they're like, "Oh my God! Like, it's, you know, you're from so and so." And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that? And, you know, I'm from New York, so I could turn the accent on." And I was I was signing autographs. they were buying me drinks all night. I was charging them five bucks to sign their freaking, you know <laughs> cell phone <laughs> case and all this stuff. No. And I'm like, "Hell
1: yeah! You know, I
3: totally use it. So you're a better person than I." You know, I never charge for a picture, even though people have offered me. I was on Fremont Street in Vegas, and people came up, and this one person came up, took a picture, gave me $20, and I said, what's this for, for letting us take a picture of you, sir? I said, no, you keep it, you use it for your kids, I don't need it. And uh, I have never accepted money from anyone for taking my picture, even though I was offered that. In fact, uh, I worked in uh, Denver at a place called Cadillac Cabaret with guess who, Stormy Daniels. You familiar oh. with her?
0: Oh, oh definitely, course. definitely.
3: Yeah. Well, I worked with her, and after she made her appearance, she went and she had a line of people, and she was charging twenty bucks a pop for a picture and I didn't charge anything. I just forget it. Recently I was down in Florida, Miami, uh, at La Sombra and, uh, I was there with Flowrider, the rapper. And, Mm uh, he didn't, he didn't take any pictures or anything like that. We talked for a while, very low key, very laid back individual. Pretty cool. And for 11 years, I worked at Fantasy Fest, and that's where I started my career as uh, a professional impersonator of Hefner. Guess who I worked with? Ron Jeremy. And wow. for 11 years, 11 years I worked with him. He's finally, he's been in jail for the last two years in Los Angeles for various rape uh, allegations. And uh, the reason he's been in jail, they haven't even had a uh, court date yet because they set a $6 million bond on him to get out, and he wasn't about to produce that. So that's where he's been for a while. And. Uh, Elliot-
0: Yes. Yeah, LA Hip is our guest here. We got uh we got about four minutes. I wish we had four more years, but you know, I'll tell you with with all your stories and everything and uh <clears throat> you know, Big Swing kinda hit it right on the head. I mean, you are so humble. Now, uh I'll admit and uh I, I'm sure that uh uh Matthias and uh Big Swing would uh, disagree with this that uh I I don't r I myself don't really have an ego. Uh but um uh you guys would agree with that. I don't have an ego, right, guys?
3: Oh, totally. No, that's there not what they told me that's not what they told me when I called them earlier. <laughs> well God. Uh, I think <laughs> Scott,
1: well,
4: I'll tell you Scott what I, I you, not have an ego. Yeah. The icon is an ego. So that that's the difference.
3: Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes, you're absolutely correct.
0: And I'll tell you what, so we can do this here. If our if our fans want to check you out and see you, maybe invite you to a party, uh, do you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got?
3: All you have to do is go to lookalike dot com on the internet and uh, or Hugh Hefner lookalike dot com and I'm there. Or just go to uh just go to Google and write Hugh Hefner impersonator, and guess who comes up? I'm the only one in the world. I'm number one. Number one. No one comes and, close. Uh, no one comes close. And L.A., uh, get this, guys. L.A.
0: have his accomplishments on the Playboy Morning Show, the Bob and Cherry Show, the Drew and Mike Show, the Dwyer and Michael Show, the Fox uh, 4 Morning Blend, uh, and now Attitude Air Live. I hope he I'll understand if he doesn't, but I hope he'll add that to his uh, website uh, because uh, you have been such a great guy. And you know, I have been actually been talking to you for six months trying to get uh, trying to get you on our show. And I do appreciate you finally taking time out of your schedule with all those uh, lovely ladies yeah. to uh, to join us tonight. You have been so awesome, sir, and you've been very humbling to me. And uh, I know I won't ever be able to. Uh, on ego myself like like you have but you have been awesome sir i right. do appreciate it. you are so wonderful
3: well you know for a guy that passed away you know when i passed away they took me to the funeral parlor and uh but i had so much viagra in me they couldn't close the coffin so here i am resurrected <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> resurrected <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. you. You yeah. have been most awesome. And uh, if we didn't scare you away too much, we would love to have you back on again because uh, our chat room is going crazy, and we would definitely love to have you back on again.
3: Are we getting very many uh, responses or listeners? Yes, Can you the, tell? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, you can't you can't view that on the air, but I just uh, I
0: just uh, sent you on Messenger the listener tally in the chat room right now, so uh, they're going crazy for you. They love you.
3: Well, I appreciate them, and I'll tell you, anytime I go out in a crowd, uh, everybody has a smile on their face, and that's the whole thing. They all want pictures. They all want pictures, and. Uh, and with a smile on their face, that makes my day. Listen, after 25 years of being a high school principal, I need a little levity in my life.
0: <laughs> and yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, your picture, your picture will probably quadruple right now. All you got to do is tell everybody you know the icon and more people want to take pictures with you.
3: Yep, I will do that, sir. I'll be awesome. uh, going to Key West and Isla Morada, and I'll be in Vegas, in fact, in August. And some group in LA wants to come over and do a photo shoot with me. So that should be interesting. And uh, I'll be back in Key West. Have you ever heard of Fantasy Fest? I have. I have. I'm still waiting for my invitation, but uh, my mailman keeps stealing it out of my mailbox. Let me tell you something. You got to go there. It's like a Mardi Gras situation, but smaller, condensed. And a lot of fun. You, get, you, you come down there, and I'm, I'm appearing at five different venues along with the parade, which has 70,000 people uh, watching the parade. And I'll be on a float, as I have been for the last nine years. And uh, it's crazy. And it's a lot of fun. So if you come down there, let me know. And uh get you in gratis because they charge twenty five to fifty bucks to get into some of the shows. So uh the shows that I'm at A B C party, anything but clothes, my party, the <coughs> wow. lingerie the, paj- the pajama and lingerie party that I'm into. Uh the next party is the Pent and Hole Party and then the Dirty Doctors and Naughty Nurse Party on Saturday along with the parade and the Playboy Mansion party uh, along with the Dante's uh pool party. So I'm appearing in all of those and we go from there. Well
0: well I'll tell you what, uh me and uh me and the modern nightmare uh, Matthias, we're gonna pack our bags. We're gonna come see you. Okay. Uh we'll
3: see well, what, you what about we appreciate Granny? It. What about Granny?
0: Uh, she she's not here right now. She had a family emergency. She had to go she had to go deal oh. with. Uh but we're oh, going to get okay. you back on again so you can so you can talk with her. We appreciate it though.
3: We love you man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No problem. Thank you and you guys have a wonderful night.
0: All right, L.A. Half, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that was awesome. Hey, we're going to take a quick little time out, do some legal business, and uh, hear from our next sponsor. And we will be back after these messages with our next guest. Give us
6: about uh, 50 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Kenz FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kenzfm.com and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity. So order now at www.kensfm.com. You're listening to 89.1 KENS FM, KNNZ FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, She is the Oscar-winning performing actress, the reason why Clown Motel 2 is going to win every single award in the business. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, the awesome
5: Diane McClure Rapetto. Hey, this is Diane Rapetto. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare Matthias.
0: Hey, welcome to the show, Diane. How are you?
5: Hi, I'm good. How about you?
0: Good. Here's what we're gonna do here. Uh, I have uh, the modern nightmare on my left, and I have a big swing on my right. And. Uh, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you a few questions And we'll do a round table And then we'll come back to me And I'll ask you the tougher questions Not the gotcha questions uh, But if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself And then we'll uh, ask you some questions Have some
6: fun
5: Sure, it's going to be really quick Because I haven't done a lot um, I started out as a handler in 2016 A celebrity handler at Comic Con um, And then I went on And I've been in seven movies Well, six movies I'm doing the seventh one this week um, and if you have any questions I'm open.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there there are several movies that we're gonna talk about. Uh probably the one where we've had the most uh guests uh from uh your from said show uh would be uh Clown Motel Two. As a matter of fact, uh we've had uh Joseph Kelly, I know you know who he is. He was the, the director on that movie. And in about uh in about forty minutes we're gonna have uh Joe uh Lugin on with us. And I know you know who that is, right?
5: I do. In fact I've done a couple movies with Joe.
0: And uh what the one movie I do want to talk to you about, uh and uh I, I there's you've had several co stars on this uh uh on this movie, uh and one particular one I've been trying to get on the show forever. Uh, but she won't ever answer her e- emails. And the movie I'm talking about is a Christmas movie, a sweet little Christmas movie. And I'm going to read the uh, I'm going to read the tagline, and we'll talk about that. Then we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me. Uh, she has her guest list, checking it twice to host a company Christmas event. But gifts quickly turn to gore. The struggling staff has been invited to the party, but no one will be returning home for the holidays. Check out Mistletoe Massacre.
5: Uh, yeah, um, that was a
0: great. <laughs> uh, now uh, you know the the co-star I'm talking about is Lauren uh, Francesca. Uh, I've tried to get her on the show several times, and uh, for some reason I don't know if she doesn't like to answer her emails or whatever. But uh, if you have a chance to talk to her, maybe you can let her know that uh, uh, her fans here on Attitude Air Live really want to get her on the show.
5: I will. I will. I talk to her. Off and on. I've done a couple of movies with her, too. She's great.
0: And the cool thing is, uh, I'm just kind of curious. During that movie, did you ever get to see, did you ever say, what you talking about, Willis?
5: No. In fact, I didn't even see Todd. Um, I, I was very little in that movie. I just kind of helped.
0: Well, you're the reason why it's going to be a success, though. You know that, right?
5: It's so sweet. I think it's more Lauren, actually. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, we have uh, we have uh, Diana uh, Repetto as our guest here, and uh, we're on eighty nine point one KENS FM, and we have uh, we have about uh, twenty three minutes. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do here: uh, we're gonna do a little roundtable, and then we're gonna come back to me, and then we're gonna talk about uh, uh, some of your uh, great movies that I want to talk to you about. Uh, but first, let's uh, talk to uh, the modern. Nightmare Matthias, we have for our guest. She is a horror film gal. Uh,
2: go ahead, Matthias. What do you got? Well, first off, I want to welcome you onto the show. Yes, I am known as the Modern Nightmare here, but I'll, I, I'm known as the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's number one heel, Matthias. Uh, welcome you onto the show. Just wanted to say, I guess uh, Icon said you're a big horror movie fan. Um, I guess all my main question to you would be, what is one of your favorite roles? You've been able to play so far throughout your movie career. Like, was it a horror film? Was it a comedy? Like, what made it? uh, What was one of your favorite roles and why?
0: And you can't say this show because that'd be too easy.
3: (laughs)
5: Um, It was probably Clown Motel too. That was my first movie, and I played a clown. I mean, who doesn't like to play a clown? But I'm also really proud of. Yes, I'm also really proud of a movie that's coming out later later this year called The Stitcher. It's it's in Joe Luhans Lost Souls. It's a a, a short, and um, I think you guys are really going to like it.
0: When does when it due to come out? You know,
5: um, it's going to be on Django. It's their very first original, and I think it's later this year.
0: And uh, you, on and that where you play one of Stitcher's followers on that. Um, I go, uh, go ahead, Matthias I didn't mean to interrupt you Go ahead
2: Oh, no, you're good I was just asking like, What her favorite uh, role was on But then uh, Now i got to ask What is one of your favorite uh, Horror movies That you've ever been able to see?
5: Ooh, that's a hard one I like all horror movies um, I can't just pick one
2: all right, I'll ask then, uh, what is one of your favorite genre of horror, whether it's, like, thriller, whether it's paranormal, whether it's slasher? What would you say was one of your favorites there?
5: Definitely slasher.
2: Oh, we would be good friends then. Uh, what's one of your favorite killers?
5: Um, I don't know. I mean, I was with Ari. I started with Ari in the movie, so it's got to be, you know, either – Probably, either I don't know. I don't know. I would don't have put to.
0: Me on spot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys! I told her we were not going to put her on the spot. She's never going to return my phone calls now.
2: Oh, she will. She will. Then, um, I guess I would have to say one reason I'm a big slasher fan. I would have to say one of my favorite, um probably one of the favorites, uh, serial killers would definitely have to be uh Jason. I grew up on the horror or on the Friday the 13th franchise, but when I got into Scream, I became a really big fan of Ghostface. But uh one of my favorites, I would say uh for reasons of creativity, would definitely be Freddy Krueger. Uh for brutality, I'd have to say Jason or uh or what's that uh from Hatchet? I can't remember his name now. Victor Crowley. There's just definitely a wide band of uh Horror movie or horror movies that I'm so interested in for many reasons, but I also have to agree with you that slasher is my favorite. Yeah,
5: good slasher, always
0: the best. Uh, we have uh, uh, Diane uh, Rapetto as our guest here, and uh, now I want to introduce you to uh, the Big Swing. Uh, he uh, he's a golfer and a hockey player. That's how he got the name Big Swing. But what do you have for our guest here, uh, Big Swing? Go ahead.
4: I, mean, I, I wish I could play either of those uh, good enough to make any kind of money, but, but they, on PS4 I know you're good at those. Well, they—I mean—they actually pay me to not play those sports. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so um, take us a little bit down your—you know—your your career path a bit. Like, what got you into acting? Why why did you? uh decide this is what you wanted to do was there somebody that you looked up to was there somebody you watched uh you know when you were younger and said wow that's something i want to do i mean was it something that was spur of the moment Do you plan? i mean just take us through a little bit
5: well my mom used to always call me a drama queen so i think it started there Mm -hmm. i always wanted to be in movies i didn't know what i wanted to do um i found my way as a handler i uh I loved it. I went to a Comic-Con, and I fell in love, and I worked for Walker Stalker for a while, and hmm. um, done a lot of Comic-Cons. And then I met a friend, Bill Victor, and he was doing movies, and he said, hey, why don't you come and do Clown Motel 2? And I'm like, all right. And I, I was hooked from then on in.
4: Now, was it shot at the actual Clown Motel in Vegas? It well, if It's not it Vegas, was. it's in the- Okay, I was going cuz that was going to lead to my next question. Have you actually ever been there? Um and yes, so if it was shot there then then obviously you have, but I know that sometimes you know they do a lot of the like, green street uh stuff. But um are you did you get a chance to actually like uh check out the motel in all of its essence or were you too busy with the movie cuz I heard that place is pretty creepy?
5: We actually stayed there. It's in Tonopah, Nevada. And we stayed there, yeah, and know. later, on, yeah, later on, we filmed another movie called Obscura, and I stayed there again. So I stayed there a lot.
4: Did did you did you come across anything that was freaky to you, or
5: um, other of course people besides did. all the
4: clowns staring at you? But another <laughs> yeah.
5: oh, thing, so. um, other than people have noticed things moving and stuff, I didn't. But the graveyard's mm-hmm. kind of creepy right next to it.
4: I bet.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Tell me, tell no, me, you I did, did not hang out there.
5: No, I did.
4: <laughs> of course, you did. She's, you know, I, I, I probably would have too. I, I love that kind of stuff. But um, unfortunately, you know, in New York, where I'm from, we don't have a lot of that. It's, it's just too, too busy. Uh, Ed, I guess the only other thing would be, I know Matthias had asked you your favorite, you know, your role, and then, and then your favorite um, uh, genre, and, and what type of of horror of movie you like, but if you had to pick overall, not just for overall, your favorite movie, what would you say it would be?
5: Um, I really like the one I can't remember the name of it, but it's it's a kind of a comedy sci-fi. It's with um, Tim the Tool Time Taylor. I can't even remember his name, Jason, and um, he plays the Tim guy Allen. From Outer Tim State. Allen, yeah. Yeah, and he plays the guy who plays the guy from Outer Space, a TV show. God, I love that movie. Oh, uh,
0: Buzz Lightyear?
2: Toy Story. Oh, Toy Story. No. Well, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. It
5: wasn't wasn't Toy Story. It was the movie where him um, and the lady that was from Aliens, the Gordon Weaver, and uh, they were – I can't even remember the name of it. Um, I'm sure everybody Uh, else knows the name of it.
0: Yeah, I'll find the name of it. It's obviously not Joe Somebody. Let's see what it
4: is. Uh,
2: well, Icon's Galaxy looking that up. Quest, I was going to mention, you got... What was that? Galaxy Quest, came out in
5: 1999. Yes. yes, I love that movie.
2: Okay. I was going to say, when you guys were talking about things moving and stuff, one time I was doing a, a radio live... Or not radio, a news live shot at, um, at Bonanzaville here in Fargo, North Dakota. And... Um, I saw one of the, the lampshades were moving in one of the rooms, and uh, one of the ghosts called me a very obscene word. They called me the B word when I was uh, putting the uh, stuff right, and it came up right behind me, so that was the only paranormal experience I've had so far in my life. But that ghost was really rude, so I hope you guys never have to deal with any rude ghosts or anything throughout your career, because I did.
5: You know Johnny, the guy who plays Hammy in Clown Motel, he does paranormal stuff. If i want to go on i want to go do one with
2: them. i'm trying to think of what that um there's a lot of like when i i'm scrolling through when i scroll through tiktok um i see a lot of uh haunted locations and stuff i think it would be killer to do like i would say i would probably want to go visit one of like the abandoned hospitals or maybe like just one of the houses i think that'd be i think that'd be pretty cool but one of I'm, I'm trying to think of uh one of I, I, I don't know if it was a prison or if it was something, but it was, like, one of the most haunted locations, and they had, like, so much activity going on through there. And it was, like, that just haunted stuff just makes me, just makes my blood curdle, and I love it.
5: Yeah, me too. I take my kids, and we do urban exploring a lot, and we go to a lot of abandoned places, and it's really fun.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, we have uh, Diane uh, uh, as our guest here, and... Uh, she is uh, she's really awesome, you know. Uh, she he mentioned uh, a little bit ago that he uh, he said he he likes uh, he, he likes doing the graveyard stuff. I mean, uh, you you got to know that because you know he does cheer for the Dallas Cowboys, so that would uh, that's definitely what I would call a graveyard team. Uh, if there was I, if there I,
5: ever was,
3: uh, I would <laughs> I would
4: agree with you. In fact, there was a um there was there was a whole big discussion we had on my sports radio show this morning uh, about the Cowboys and uh, Icon you would appreciate this I'll, I'll make it kind of quick because I, I know we, we have a guest but this this caller called me and was like hey did you hear about what happened in Dallas this morning now we're you know we're in New York coverage so I mean unfortunately I'm talking about the Giants and Jets the whole morning but you know um, he's like hey did you would have in Dallas I said no what ha- you know tell us what happened and he goes there was this white substance that was on the field um and they they had to cancel practice and everything and and bring in a whole biologics team to check it out and all this other stuff and i go oh well geez i didn't hear about this you know what happened and he was like oh yeah you know, he, you know he sold this like a champ he wasn't laughing during it, he wasn't doing anything and he said he said it you know just just like a news anchor would say it like just just call her and he was like yeah um after the CDC checked it out and uh, practice resumed, it turns out that it was the goal line, and uh, hit t- they're never going to see the substance again uh, this season or something like that. So some- something crazy like that. And and at first I was like, you, I can't say it on a- on FM airwaves, but <laughs> yeah, I-, I I get I get those cowboy jokes a lot, so I- I'm I'm with it. But uh, but I-, uh, I-, I got I got some for you after after our guest. I got some N D S
0: Okay, well oh, yeah, well <laughs> Well we do ha- we do have uh we do have another guest after that. We we'll can probably cover that the last fifty of us. Uh Diana Rapetta's our guest here. There's a couple other movies that I want to talk to you about uh that uh that are in uh you have let's see, one, two, three, four five, six movies that are in post production. Well, you have uh, four movies that are in post production right now, which is Wood- Woods Witch. Uh, Mistletoe Massacre Clown Motel 2 And Avenue Bigfoot And the one that you're filming right now Is what I want to talk about Because it's current and you're filming it uh, Staycation uh, are, are you currently uh, on set right now Or are, uh, have you filmed your part And then you got to go back Or where are you at with the filming of Staycation?
5: So it's done It's being edited And will be out later this year I just talked to Russ Emanuel um, a little earlier and that was his words.
0: <laughs> and uh, we have we have about eleven minutes with you. We're not ready to ha- have you go yet because there's so many other things we want to talk to you about. But uh, you know, with all the uh, with all the cool movies that uh, you know you've been in, and uh, you know, I'm kind of curious as as a schedule. You know, we have four movies in post production right now, uh, and they're all listed for 2022. Did you? Uh, uh, kind of take us through a little bit about what your schedule is like. Now, were you at on, like, one movie set for, like, a month, and then another one you had, like, a, a different kind of role, so you had to be there for two weeks, uh, go to another one, film a week, and then go back to another one? Kind of take us through what kind of filming schedule you had for these four different movies that are in po- uh, post-production right now.
5: Uh, they were really spread out. I think the closest ones were the uh, Woods Witch and the Mistletoe Massacre and the Amityville Bigfoot. Those were all pretty close together. I, think and, I uh, you a time that were into each other.
0: <laughs> now, what? Um, and, and I'll understand if you don't want to uh, answer this question, but uh, uh, and and the fact that you're in these movies is just awesome. Uh, and uh, you know, if you ever. Uh, our, uh, on your next project, if uh, you know if you, the director you know was looking for like someone that can come in and uh, uh, just fill in or uh, fill in a role that like gets uh, gets taken out in the first five minutes of the film, I'd hope that you'd pitch me because uh, in Fargo, North Dakota, here they would show that at the Fargo theater, and I guarantee you people would flock. Uh, from miles around to see me get taken out within the first five minutes of the film.
2: As long as you hire a 6'2", 260-pound two, guy to slay him, which would be me, I that would be very popular.
5: <laughs> well, you know, i are going to talk
2: to... Go, go ahead, ahead, sorry.
5: No, well, go You're going to have to talk to Joe because the next movie that I'm doing is one of his
0: all right well i'm i'm uh well i have uh i have my resume already uh for him uh and hopefully he'll he'll be able to hear me out before he hangs up uh we have uh uh we <laughs> we have uh miss rapto uh miss our guest here We got about uh, nine minutes so uh, kind of take us through uh and i don't know if you uh if you want to wait till he reveals the next project or uh i'll understand if you want him to talk about it but what what other uh projects do you have what's your schedule like uh for the rest of twenty twenty two uh going forward
5: it's It's pretty slow because I do have a full time job right now um and Steph Curry actually came and visited us at work <laughs> last week. But anyway, um, the I'm doing clowny. It's coming. I film it from the sixth through the 16th, I believe. Um, so I'll be helping Joe with that, and I also have a little part in it. Um, I spoiled it for him.
0: <laughs> well, no, we'll 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 talk, we'll definitely talk to him about that. But uh, what? Um, And and so we can do this here. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a TikTok, a a Twitch. What do you got?
5: Um, I have a Facebook account. It's Diane McClure Repetto. And I also have an Instagram, which is PennyLane2013.
0: That's awesome. And uh, what... uh, if there, if, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question. But if there is there someone that you've always wanted to work with on screen that uh, that you have just like wanted to all all your adult life or childhood life that you really would like to work with and be on set with.
5: There's so many, but but really, if I really had to pick, it would probably be Karen Edgerton. I would love to work with him. He's he's my favorite. And
0: uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but is there anybody that uh, that you worked with that uh, you thought would be one kind of individual, but they turned out to be like completely 360 degrees the other way?
5: Um, you know, I would actually have to say Joe Kelly. Um, I I kind I didn't really know him when I met him, and he's very quiet. But once you get to know him and everything, he's 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 a good guy.
0: Well, yeah, we had him on. Uh, we had him on two months ago, and uh, it was the same thing. Uh, I I I asked him to be on the show, and he's like, "Well, I don't really have much to talk about. What really would I I talk about? What you know?" And then after we got him on on the air, we had him on for fifty minutes, and he was just a a plethora of information,
4: you know.
5: Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Another person is Dave Bailey. He. Um He's fantastic as well. I love working with him. He's a good friend.
0: And then, you know, uh, I mentioned about, uh, you know, the the movie that uh, you, uh, Mistletoe Massacre and Todd Bridges was in that, and you said you never got to meet Todd. How often does that happen when uh, you're in a movie and there's all these stars in it and you never once get to see him, see him at all or meet him at all or talk to him at all? How often does that happen?
5: all the time
0: <laughs> Now are are you uh are you allowed to uh, try and uh like during like a filming break try and seek someone out that you really want to talk to or uh do they kind of sequester that on uh, on set so you can't do that
5: Well I've been in mostly little movies and they're pretty everybody's really friendly so I haven't had a problem if I wanted to meet somebody that's really great and
0: uh, now, do you uh, plan on um, uh, in the, uh, you know, uh, with, with some of the movies that uh, you, you've done and are are going to do, what type, uh, if, if you could, like, uh, do a movie where that they would remake that would have you star or be a part of it, what movie would that be? I've never asked this question before, so I'm kind of curious. I'm going to start asking it more, so I'll put it to you.
5: Oh, you put me on the spot.
0: Um,
5: <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I know. know I said I wasn't going to do that. I'm sorry. I don't really. I don't really would never want to do a remake because it's so hard to make the original look better, and I'm so tired of remakes. I I want to do something more original.
0: Well, you know, uh, if uh, like for me, for example, if uh, if I could be part of a, a remake, uh, it would be like either the Buddy Holly story. Uh, or Labamba, you know, I, I think that I think that'd be really awesome, you know, to be part of that. Uh, we have uh, Miss McClure as our guest here, and unfortunately, we only have about uh, three minutes. Uh, uh, Miss Repetto here, unfortunately, we only got about three minutes with. I wish it was three more years, but uh, as our fans know, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Money, like that. 89.1 Ken's FM page, like that, you get automatically qualified to win a autographed picture of a past guest, current guest, or a future guest. And uh, I believe that uh, uh, Diana uh, will be sending us a few for giveaways, if I'm not mistaken, or if you sent them already. I can't remember.
5: Oh, I forgot, but I will send them.
0: <laughs> All right. And you did like that collector's card I made for you. That's that's an ego question i got to ask.
5: I do. I love it. Thank you.
0: Awesome. And by the way, I love I, I I love your look as Sparkles. I mean, if I ever had a if I ever w- was going to have a clown take me out, I I'd like to have Sparkles be the one to do that. Oh, you're
5: so nice. Thanks.
0: <laughs> now, uh now I I'm just kind of curious. Now, uh with, you know, you're doing Mrs. Homemaster I can't even talk, Mistletoe Massacre, Clown Motel 2, and Avenueville Bigfoot, and Staycation. Let me ask you this. If they decide to do a sequel for any of these, uh, would you want to be part of that, or uh, do you feel the same way about remakes as uh, as sequels that you deal with remakes?
5: Well, they're going to do a Clown Motel 3, and I'm crossing my fingers that Joe will ask me to be in it. Hint, hint.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I wonder if uh if uh you know, we we should ask Joe that uh if uh if uh he's if uh you would be in that uh, because he is directing that, right?
5: Yes, we should ask him.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do. If you want, if you want to hold for just a little bit, uh, we're gonna take a quick uh, commercial break. Then we're gonna to go to our next guest. I, I want you to hold on uh, for our, our next guest, uh, and I, I won't take, I won't keep you too long. But if you can hold on, we'll be back after these messages from our sponsor, and uh, we're gonna have some fun with this. Uh, just give us a quick little second, and we'll be right back
5: great
6: as you know 89.1 kens fm is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses if your business would like to sponsor kens fm and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started we have many packages available to fit your budget So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Kenz FM.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the greatest up-and-coming American film producer, screenwriter, and film director in history. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man that brought us immortal wars, and he brought us every other single science fiction war movie that you could think of ladies and gentlemen i give you the man himself he is joe luget how's it going hey joe how are, you? how are you good good how's it going how are you good if you want to do that quick little introduction i want to have some fun with the interview and uh we'll have a little uh we'll have a little uh powwow here i guess you could say sweet yeah
1: let's do this designer real quick all right so uh, Hey, this is Joe Lujan. You're listening to the Attitude Area. Sorry, let's back that up. Sorry, I'm, I'm on set right now, so I'm kind of taking a little break from filming for the interview, so I'm kind of everywhere right now. <laughs> uh, hey, this is Joe Lujan. You're listening to the Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Tez FM with your host, The Icon, The Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and the Modern Nightmare Messiah.
0: Uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Joe, uh, before uh, before we get to the interview, we do have a caller online that would like to ask you a question. Uh, Diana, do you have a question for Joe Lujan?
5: Hey, Joe, how, how are you doing? Hey, how
0: are you? It's been a
1: while.
5: <laughs> it has. So I wanted to ask you if you're going to use me in any. Of your movies upcoming
1: Let's do it Yes There are so many films Slated right now I will definitely I have a spot for you I actually have an exact spot For you right now So let's definitely Connect for totally, sure
5: I would totally Love that I
1: would love to Yes That'd be again. so much fun Yes No It was so much fun Working with you That was so much fun
0: <laughs> Okay So so here it is guys Right now We just made you Air Live Just made history Attitude Live and the icon is helping the economy. He just provided, he just got employment for one of his guests. How about that? <laughs>
1: Let's do it.
5: Hey, All right, Joe, uh, now Diana. There, you have to do it. <laughs> All right, uh,
0: uh, Diana. Do you want to stay on hold or uh, do you uh, uh, do you have to go?
5: Um, I can do whatever. I'd love to hear Joe.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me put, let me put you on hold, and we'll come back to you. And then I'll uh, well, I don't need to ask you for your phone number because I already have it. But I'll put you on hold so you can listen to Joe, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll come back to you at the end. Okay?
5: That'd be great. Thanks.
0: All right. All right, well, I'll tell you what, Joe, uh, we're, we're going to have some fun here. Uh, what we're going to do here is if you give us a little background about yourself, and then I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. We'll, uh, we'll have you talk to Matthias on my left and Big Swing on my right, and then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to try and get a job myself. But uh, go ahead, give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll talk to you.
1: Awesome. Yeah, well, um, I'm a film director, uh, writer, and producer. Um, I've been doing this for almost, I want to say, 20 years now, actually. Yeah, about 20, 21 years now. Um, I've written and directed uh, numerous films. <laughs> I started off at my hometown in El Paso, Texas, and uh, did that for a while, and then um, moved out to Las Vegas, uh, started doing some projects out there, worked my way up as, from crew, uh, lights and uh, sound, uh, props whatnot, up to doing camera, and now I'm directing my own feature films, and, uh, yeah, I said, I've been doing it for years now, and now we're just moving up to the next level. Uh, I also have a published comic book series called The Vanquishers um, and a web series called Immortal Legends, and those are all spin-offs from a franchise from a cinematic universe called the Ravage Rain universe, and that universe consists of about 140 characters. And, um, yeah, I mean, I have... I even have a dark universe called the Dark World, which consists of my films Rust, a Telephobia, Billy, um, Lost Souls, which is one of my most recent films that just got released. And yeah, I mean, we're I'm currently on set right now with um, my latest film called Immortal Wars: The Case Paradox, which is the fourth installment to the franchise. And we're just you know moving forward and and going through life since it's such a different world nowadays.
0: Now, how many, uh, how many films do you plan on having in that series?
1: Um, there will be five in total. Right now we're wrapping the final pickup shots uh, for Decay's Paradox, and we start production on the last installment this December, um, and that will be the last installment. Um, I mean, unless, uh, unless the fans want another one, then maybe something can come up, but as of right now, It first originally was supposed to be three, just a trilogy, but now it's spawned into a total of five. So right now, five.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, if you remember, uh, Fast and the Furious was only supposed to have one. Now they're like up (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So if if it sells, sells, we'll definitely go for it.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, just, just so you know, I did not bring you on here to try and get a job, but I'm going to start this first, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go uh, we'll, I'm going to ask you the question, and we'll do it on time. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what. If you're looking for somebody uh, that can come on set and that'd be willing to carry your bags, uh, get your cappuccino, uh, be your bodyguard, uh, all you have to do is pay me with hot dogs and give me a cot in the studio, I would do anything to come out and work for you.
1: Let's do it. I would love that. Oh, yes. Let's do it. You're it, hired.
0: <laughs> Yeah, especially if you have, like I was uh, talking to uh, uh, Diane there, if you have a, a movie where a guy is taken out in, like, the first five minutes of the film, I guarantee you, we we would fly you down here, we'd put it in the Fargo Theater, and people would flock for miles around to see that happen.
2: As long as I'm the one that
0: gets <laughs> to take him out. There you go.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm up for that. All right,
0: we have we have a uh, 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 Joe Lujan is our guest here and uh, we're on eighty nine point one Ken's we got uh well we got plenty of time here. We've got about thirty three minutes. I'm gonna ask you a few questions and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me. Uh now you have um let's see, you have one, two, three, four, four uh four movies in pre production. You have one, two, three, four in post production, you have one completed, you have one filming uh, and you said that you're on the set right now. Uh, what was the movie right now, you said? Uh, the Immortal Wars, The Case Paradox. Okay. Now, uh, when you decided, when you did the first uh, of the uh, of the five films, did you expect it to go? Uh, you mentioned that you only thought it was going to be a trilogy, but uh, was it just because the fan response was so great that you kept on doing it? Or uh, did you like, I'm just going to do another one just to see what happens? Yeah, no,
1: I, I did not expect it to go as far as it has. Uh, it was, I was used to doing horror films. That's where I felt most comfortable and at home. But it kind of, I'll say when it when it came to the Immortal Wars, it was a very ambitious script. It was a very ambitious project. Um, the executive producers were, you know,
6: eh, that's
1: a that's a big project right there. You know, it, we really, you know, can we really get this going and I was like, you know what, let's just face my fears and let's do it. Let's just create it. Let's make a superhero film. Um, I shouldn't say that. We normally don't say superhero film. But a film with people with superpowers. And let's see how it comes out. And hopefully, you know, people like it. And yeah, then people liked it. Then I want to say we started production on the sequel even before the first one was released to the public. Um, We started working on the sequel. And then the sequel came out. And I think what also attracted a lot of the attention from fans was the comic books. You know, the books were available. There was the the mini series that was on online being streamed. It, it kind of just started rolling. It was like a snowball effect. Once we released one thing, we were asked, and I do a lot of conventions, so a lot of fans were asking, can we see more of this character or or this character? So I kind of took that into the next script when I was writing it, and that's when it became... What it is now (laughs) Uh,
0: We have uh, Joe uh, Lujan As our guest here And uh, I'm going to ask you One more question And we'll do a roundtable And we'll come back to me I'm just kind of curious What is it like Being on the set With Pretty Woman's brother?
1: (laughs) Uh, Eric was great He was really great He was fun to work with Uh, I'll be honest When I first had him on set uh, Keeping in mind that uh, The Immortal Wars Was probably my first Big uh, Budgeted film so before that, I had already done about nine feature films and countless short films, but this was the first time I actually had a big name actor uh, on set. So when he showed up, I was shaking, I was nervous, and I was like, I hope I don't make my myself look like an ass in front of him. <laughs> um, but it, it kind of worked to... I was like, let's do it. Like, it's I'm living one of my dreams, right now, and I'm working with uh, an actor that I've been a fan with uh, for, for years now. And the nerves quickly went away. He was very nice and really wanted to work with me, and he was fun. And uh, I think he pulled out exactly what I wanted for that character, uh, Dominion Harvey. And, yeah, uh, it was just a great time having him on set. And he returned for the sequel as well. Um, we have plans to bring him back for the next and, the next and final installment. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how... It works with Eric, and he's a great guy. Very, very, very
0: talented. Very, very talented. Uh, Joe Lujan is our guest here. So uh, so you didn't do it to him like I did when I met him at a, at a Comic-Con. Uh, I said, uh, hey, can I get your sister's phone number? So you didn't do that.
1: No, I did not. No, 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 I did not do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I was wondering why he turned and walked away from me and didn't sign my autograph, but that's a story for another time. Uh, Joe Lujan is our guest here. First off, I want to introduce you to the modern nightmare, Matthias, Matthias. Uh, uh, go ahead, Matthias. Uh what do you have for our guest and uh you might as well try and get a job too as long as we're uh <laughs> as long as we're probably gonna be unemployed after the show's over.
2: Well, I I ten, I'm I'm not trying to be, you know, rude in saying this, but I'm pretty sure I'm guaranteed better to get a job than you. But I mean, I'm just going I'm, I'm going to test it out. I'm going to test the waters. So, yes, you are talking to the modern nightmare Matthias, the man from every woman's dream and every man's worst nightmare, EWI Diamond Champion and APW World's Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Uh welcome to the show. It's always nice to have a fellow movie uh guy, film guy uh on the show with us. I'd have to say, what is one uh, first off, I'm six foot 2, 260 pounds. So if you need the uh, love interest of a very lovely, beautiful lady, if you need the love interest for one of your feature films, or if you need a guy that's uh, big and thick and can take out anybody as a serial killer, you know, I'm, I'm your guy. Um, but and, my, and if you need a bodyguard, he can stop a bullet one time.: Yep, one time.) I <laughs> Because I, I do security guard, I do bounce at a, at a club, so yes, I'm very familiar with all that. But my main question to you would be, what was one of your most challenging uh, films that you ever got to be a part of, whether it was directing, writing, whatever, and uh, and why?
1: Um, I, honestly, I'll go back to The Immortal Wars. I think The Immortal Wars was a very difficult film in the sense that I was doing, I, I, I wrote and I was directing a sci-fi action film in the lines of like what big studios are doing now with Marvel that we we went from normally my other films, the horror films were like 13, 20 crew members to us having about 40 to 50 in one one day. You know, it was just a, a big undertaking that I... I'll admit there were times where I was like, can I bite a little bit too much off this one? You know, uh, it was just a big project. You're talking about uh, fight sequences and costumes. I also designed the costumes for the film. So doing that and the props and bringing these characters from my comic books to life and seeing them on set was a beautiful result. But all the preparation for that and having all the fight scenes and everything in there, it definitely did. Um, it, it was Challenging to make sure everything was done properly um, and to the best of our ability. So, to me, that would probably be the, the most difficult um, film I've done thus far.
2: Okay. And then, uh, as you said, your one of your favorites was to film was horror. Are you a big horror movie guy?
1: I love horror films.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll them. ask the same question. I'll ask horror. the same. Okay. So, what would you say was one of your favorite genres? I'll go back down the same path as I did with the last guest. What's one of your favorite? uh versions of horror films
1: um i really like slashers uh um, okay so we're also on the same lines, page uh, on the lines of like wrong turn and Hills have eyes and cold prey all those movies yeah
2: <laughs> okay because um i forget i'm i'm sorry i can't remember her name right now but she she could not name one of her favorite horror films and and favorite stuff but uh Her and I both agreed that slashers were the best. Now, what was one of your favorite uh, monsters out of those films, whether it was, like, a slasher, whether it was, like, a paranormal-style monster, like an alien-type thing? What was one of your favorite uh, horror movie killers that you've ever got to see in film? One
1: of my favorites? That's hard, man. I can't just take... I can't choose one. I'm a horror film director. (laughs) How about one that that you work with? My life or my career. Um, I will say, if I had to choose... It's between. Let's say two top two. I'll do Ghostface and the Fisherman from I Know It's the Last Summer. Those are my favorites.
2: Okay, yeah, Ghostface was definitely my top one of my top ones because uh, Scream was one of the very first uh, horror movie films I ever got to see next to the Friday the Thirteenth franchise.
1: Yep, one of Same my, for me the it only... was Scream and I Know It's the yeah. Last Summer were the first films I was allowed to watch. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, because I remember I picked it up from the video store. I'm like, what is this about? And I watched it. I'm like, holy crap, this actually, like, this was interesting. And then I just kind of didn't get off the horror movie train from there. But uh, one of the – I I can't really ask this question, but one of my favorite killers, only reasons because they were so creative with their kills, was definitely uh, Freddy Krueger. But one kill – that will always get to me was in the slasher franchise. Now, I really don't think I can go into description on that. but yeah, uh, You're
0: right, you can't.
2: Yeah, it's unfortunate because we're on FM, or I don't know why I can't, but apparently <laughs> we can't. But uh, the one reason with the uh, that movie is just like it's – that was one of the actual first kills or one of the first films that actually make me kind of, you know, cringe a little bit at one of the kills because it was just like I could feel – everything in that film and it was just like uh yeah. but that's the one film I, I could say that's ever gotten me.
1: Yeah, i agree. I mean, i do have one film that terrifies me the most and and that's the exorcist. That movie just i still to this day can't sit down and watch it by myself. But i get what you're saying where you felt everything on that. Um but it's still it's like you can't you it it, it it's impactful in the sense of horror obviously, but you still want more. <laughs> you can't look Exactly.
2: Away from- Exactly. Yeah. So then, uh, I guess I'll ask: um, What did you think of the uh, new Scream film, and what do you think about Nev Campbell not coming back for the for the sixth one?
1: Okay, so Scream is is at the top of my list. That whole franchise, uh, it it made me into a horror film fan. That it changed my life. That's the honest truth. I grew up with those films, and. Just the fact that we were, when they had first announced the trailer, or when they released the trailer for Scream 5, I was I was, back to my 13-year-old self in love. I was like, I can't believe we're seeing Ghostface again. Then the original cast, it's like I was reliving my younger days. It was amazing. I loved the film. The film was, to me, it was great. Of course, Wes didn't, you know, direct it, and I love his work. There was a little something missing, but I yeah. did like it a lot. I think they made it, um, The first three were fun to watch. I think this last one was – it was just terrifying. There were some really terrifying sequences in the film that I really enjoyed. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, going to this next one, I was really excited when they announced that they were coming back with another one. I was like, oh, this is great. I I can't wait to see where the story's going to go. And then hearing that Nev was not going to return, I'll admit, I was a little like, well, then we can't have a scream. Then we can't have a scream without Nev. She is screamed. She made you know screens. about she's, you know. You know
0: about three <laughs> about three months ago, we actually had a uh, gal that was in that film.
2: We had Nancy Ann Ritter. Uh, we had her from the original, the one that was the girl that was in the bathroom okay. wearing the purple next to the cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. so I got to talk to her yeah. about all that.
1: That's but yeah, awesome.
2: like, but I completely agree with that whole thing. When I saw Nev wasn't coming back, I'm like, well, then why are you making another film? Then I mean I like, gr- it? Yeah, gr- yeah. Granted, it's like, well, as she as she stated. I always, I survived, I always do. So it's like, you know, she survived every single film, blah, blah, blah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, Dewey had to die. I mean, I figured he was going to be the one to die in this new one. Yeah. So it wasn't really no a, a big shocker. Fun
1: little note, I cry every time I watch that scene. <laughs> I feel like I'm when, a, yeah. a, a family member of myself. It, yeah, it, that, was a, that was a tough one. Exactly. <laughs> well, you
0: know, I'll tell you, when, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, this is uh, neither here nor there, but... When uh, he was killed, you know, I'm like, you know what? They just took out a former WCW World Heavyweight Champion on screen, you know. Well, that was too easy yeah, for them there. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, yeah, it, that it, was, that it was rough.
2: It, yeah, well then, and when I saw with this new one coming up, apparently I think it's going to be like taken out in a like a college type thing, but Gale is going to be the uh, the main subject of that film, which I mean, could be okay. But if you don't have the original, the original scream queen Nev Campbell, I don't, I don't yeah. see the point. But yeah, I, I, I was, was, but, but I was kind of shocked. They do have Hayden Panettiere coming back. Yeah, as uh, I'm excited for that. So, yeah,
5: to see how she comes back. Yeah,
2: I honestly thought she was dead in number four. Uh, uh, Joe Lujan's our guest. here <laughs> we got. Her uh, not,
1: I knew no. I, I knew she was gonna be back. I was like, no, she's not dead. They didn't show her after. They haven't even. They haven't even. Respo- they haven't even talked about her or no no result as to her being stabbed in the stomach. I was like, no, she has to be back. So I wasn't surprised uh, when they said she's coming back. So I was like, I knew it. Eventually she was going to come back.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Lugin our guest here. We're on 89.1 KENS FM. we got about uh, 20 minutes here left with uh, Joe, and I wish it were 20 years. But uh, now I want to introduce you to Big Swing. Uh, he is a, a golfer and a hockey player as long as it's on uh, PS5. But uh, Big Swing, <laughs> what do you have for our guest? Go ahead.
4: Yeah, that's funny, you know as, as I said before, they, they probably should actually pay me not to play those two sports. but um, <laughs> the, the thing is is I, I've always been a big movie you know movie fan myself too and uh, I've always um, you know I was a was a journalism major broadcaster was college so I, I, mean, I did movie review classes and different things. But I'll tell you, I, horror is my favorite genre now, but it didn't start that way. and you guys are talking about scream. And it, it, it's really funny, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed with all of these uh, these screamheads here. But uh, I actually saw a scary movie, the the spoof, first, and had <laughs> and, 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 and had no idea what the plot line was.
6: What that? Like,
4: yeah, and I was like, I was like, what the hell? Like this is, I, I it's funny. Don't get me wrong, but like, what are they? You know, because it did. They had. I know what you did last summer thing. They had a little bit of some. Some other stuff, but yeah. I'm like, what is this? What is this mask? So then, when I see David Arquette, um, I think Officer Doofy. That that's just me. But anyway, <laughs>
1: um,
4: so uh, but but yeah, one of one of my favorite uh movies, and I, I don't think it gets enough credit, and I, I've I've defended the series to the death. Uh, has, has been the Saw movie, and I know a lot of people think that 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 they're over budgeted Hollywood production movies, but I like a a good mix of plot and dialogue and things along with my gore. And when you you, you look at, you know, the Friday the 13th movies and and the Jason movies and things, a lot of it focuses on the gore, but honestly, mostly based on when they were made, you know, earlier, you know, yeah. early early 70s, really not a lot of plot. They're really kind of corny movies, but they have some cool kills in them. Um, for Saw, the dialogue and uh, the thinking and the plotline is just genius. So yeah, the story really is what, unbelievable. Uh, the, the one through five, though, one through five when they wrap up the story, the the six and seven were just a money grab. But anyway, yeah. my 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 whole thing was um, what uh, what kind of inspired you? Because he Saw inspired me to start watching horror movies, and now that's pretty much all I get into. Uh, what inspired you to really get into the movie field yourself? Was there a particular show or movie or something that you watched where you said, you know what, I don't just enjoy this, I want to do this? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer and Wrong Turd were always the films that I was like, oh, I just
4: love films. Okay. They, that,
1: that's what made me into the horror genre. But what made okay. me turn to the film industry, so before I decided to pursue a career in film, I, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I was getting everything ready for school oh, wow. to to go to school to be a vet and all that. I just loved all animals and it was just something that I was very passionate about. Um but there was this one this was one one day that my sister um my older sister Michelle uh took me and my younger brother out of school for a quote unquote doctor's appointment. <laughs> and uh, she snuck us into a theater. Uh, one of her friends was a manager and she snuck us into a theater to watch the first Resident Evil, the first original Resident Evil film. And I watched that film beginning to end, didn't keep my eyes off that screen at all. And when those role credits started, that's when my, it's like something snapped and my head was like, that's what I'm going to do with my life. I am going to make films. I'm going to make movies. I'm going to dedicate my entire life to creating an arts on a screen where I can entertain people. And that's what I'm going to do. And I've stuck, to it since
4: (laughs) that's awesome yeah Yeah, that that's awesome i mean i everybody has their their one thing that they can go back on and and uh give it the credit for you know for them making a certain decision in their life so uh i I always like to know that unless one of these uh these vultures over here jumps on my question first i usually like uh like asking that because uh, I, I like knowing. You yeah, did one
6: hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about them yeah. Shawan? <laughs>
4: you want to talk about uh, a I'm horror also, film? I'm also a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I, am. I am, but but I, I'll tell you what though, Icon. Being being from New York, and you know visiting when I came out to uh, to visit before. You know, we were doing this show and everything. Fargo, North Dakota looks like a perfect place to film some sort of a horror movie. I, I don't know if that's if that's something that you should you, – you know, you're so popular in the town. You should get on the town board and be like, yo, let's, let, let's, let's get a big-budget horror movie. Here.
0: Well, well, you know, uh, see, now I mentioned that. See, now, Joe, like I said, and uh, uh, Big Swing kind of alluded to it, uh, and uh, he – when he came out here, you know, he had asked, uh, where they could, where he could find me, and everybody knew exactly who he was talking about. So, when I say that I, I, I'm known and well known, uh, you know, it's not just that, it's just not a fancy moniker, but, like I say, I would love to, i look, I'd do anything to come out and work for you. Like I say, if you need someone to carry your bags and get your cappuccino in between takes, you know, I'm, I am your guy. I'm telling
1: you, let's do it, man. I am totally game. I would love for you to be on set. You could meet the cast, the crew. I mean, what the hell? We'll even throw you in front of the camera. You want to be a superhero?
0: <laughs> yeah, and know here, I'll tell you what. I'll make a deal with you. You don't have to pay me uh, unless the film makes a lot of money, which it probably will. The only thing I request <laughs> is you have a place for me to sleep and you have some hot dogs for me to eat. You know, that's all I care about.
1: <laughs> deal. That's a deal.
0: <laughs> I mean, where else can you find uh, someone that's willing to work for that kind? Of, I mean, that's basically that. That's like, like what? Maybe a pittance in the budget, you know, um, you know. <laughs> but uh, Joe uh, uh, Lujan's our guest here, and we have uh, well, we have about eight minutes here. We're on eighty-nine point. Well, actually, I'm sorry, we got about thirteen minutes here uh, with uh, Joe. Now, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about you. You talked about. Uh, your 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 project that you're on set right now. Uh, what uh, what does the rest of uh, 2022 look for you as far as uh, launching uh, or starting to film or write more uh, movies coming up? What uh, what's your schedule looking like? What do you got uh, on the horizon besides what you're on now?
1: Well, I'm um, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty booked actually for the rest of the year. Uh, my schedule's kind of already set um, till early 23, but right now what we're gearing up for is so uh two films that I wrote and directed called Hen Night and Lost Souls um are are they're slated to be released in the summer i'm assuming late summer um right now we're on set with the Immortal Wars the Case Paradox and i start production on a new feature that i direct i'm directing and writing um called Live Escape that is in the lines of a found footage genre film um I want to say zombies and, you know, the crazy stuff. If you've seen Wreck or films like that, record uh, that's kind of what we're going for uh, with this film. Uh, And, I mean, there's some sequels that are starting uh, to float up into the air right now from producers and um, a few streaming platforms that have now reached out to um, lock me in for a few projects. And The Last Immortal Wars, the last and final one, we start in December. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of... Yeah, that that's going to take up the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to sound trite here with this next question. And please don't hang up. And please don't take it the wrong way. But you know, you mentioned <laughs> that this is going to be. You mentioned this is going to be the last one in the series. But uh, you know, there's been so many times when someone says, "Oh, like Friday the Thirteenth, the final nightmare," and then there's like eight more, and uh, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth part five and then now they're up to, no, what are
1: they, I I'll No, i want to say that this this will be the last
0: Immortal Wars.
1: It will. Redemption will be the last one. Um I don't know, man. I just think it's time. You know, it's it started about five years ago now, uh the first one. Uh yeah, I I love it. I love it. The universe will continue with the books. You know, we did with the web series as well, with Immortal the Legends. They'll still continue. But as far as the film, um it's, they're big projects, they are big projects, and unless an exec comes in and wants to, you know, push it forward, then maybe we'll consider it, but I, I think this will be the last um, last installment, and just, you know, put an end to it, and and everyone can just enjoy the, the work that everyone, because there's been so many people involved with all of these films, um, they just enjoy all the work that we put, you know?
0: Uh we have uh we have Joe Illusion as our guest here and we're on eighty nine point one Kens FM. We have uh well we have about uh, ten minutes here uh with Joe. What one question that uh you know I'll understand if you you turn me down for this. Uh and of course uh, our fans that uh listen to regularly, if you go to our Facebook page, as the air Monday Live Monday, you like that. You go to eighty nine point one Kens F M page you like that. Uh you get automatically qualified to win a guest uh an autograph from a current guest, past guest or a future guest. Uh, Joe, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways? Yes,
1: actually. I, I wanted to. Um, we've been filming, and I know that even my uh, my publicist had asked me, she's like, make sure you get those signed before you leave. And when I left, she's like, did you send those out? And I was like, shoot, I did not. I, I re- I'm so sorry. I completely spaced getting everything ready, but I promise I will send them to you guys. Um Yes, I, I will definitely send that. Um, anything you guys want, just let me know. I mean, hey, can,
4: maybe, yeah. maybe I was thinking, maybe we could set it up in Fargo, North Dakota, right? And we could uh, we uh, we could use all of our guests here and make one big production movie. We could shoot it in Fargo, North Dakota, and we could have Diane be the lead character and get killed by our first guest, <laughs> the Hugh Hefner the stunt plan. double. No, and <laughs> have the Hugh Hefner stunt double who we talked to first be be like the mass murderer in the movie, right? I would see that. <laughs>
6: I, I
0: got a better good. idea. I got a better idea. Huh. And I, I believe uh, Diane is still listening. How about this? The icon is walking down the street, okay? And then he comes up to Diane and asks her for a date. And she says no. And he keeps asking. And the next thing you know, she slashes him. And then okay. all of a sudden, Joe, Joe says, cut.
4: Diane, what do you think of that? Would you, would you be on that? You be from... You went from holding bags and getting coffee to being the lead role?
2: Just like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, what is the, what is up with that? It happens well, much just... more
4: frequently
1: than you guys think. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I at, least mean jump I'm just... up,
4: at least jump up and be an extra first,
2: at least. Well, well, I, I, well <laughs> I'm just wondering
0: if Diane would be willing to be the one that takes me out.
2: I thought the whole plan was I was doing that. You know I would.
5: <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's funny. I, I thought she liked me but apparently she wants to take me out. So uh, uh I, I guess I won't be calling you at two in the morning anymore. I'm sorry. Uh we have uh we have uh Diana here, we have uh Joe Lugin here. This is actually great. We have uh well we have about eight minutes here. We might extend a little bit before the before uh we get the cut sign, but the next thing I want to ask you, Joe, is uh and uh once again I understand that you'll I'll understand if you you wanna turn me down for this, but uh, you know, we have uh, we have Diane here, but is there any of your uh your actors or actresses that you'd be able to hook us up with that we that would be willing to come on the show and maybe uh promote uh their oh, definitely. appearance?
1: Oh for sure, definitely. Oh yeah. Um I have very close friends of mine that would love to for sure. Um, yeah. Um let me well, know. I'll tell you what. I, I have your I number. Want, I don't want to start. I don't want to say not start name dropping on on air uh, just because it might come back and bite me in the ass. Sorry, excuse me. Well, language. I, I understand, so but
0: um, well, here's yeah. no, no. I, I have your I have your number, okay. Uh, and uh, I believe the uh, big swing is saying, well, why did you give Icon your number? That's the first question he's going to ask. And then, um, like Diane said, uh, here's my number. Call me maybe. Uh, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Oh, this is just too much fun. I think this has been the, the funnest show we have, and unfortunately we've only got seven minutes left. But uh, So I, I guess, Joe, you know, one, one question I'd I, I like to ask, is there one actor or actress that you really would like to work with uh, in a film that you've always wanted to work with? And if if you don't want to answer, I'll understand, but who would that be?
1: Yes, there is, actually. Um, so I've always been a fan of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt to me is a phenomenal actor. Uh, it's, it's, she's the only actress, which is it's crazy. Everyone you, laughs. You and Icon's right hand are big fans. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, anyone that knows me knows like this. It's never happened. There's only one actor that when I see her crying, I start crying. If I see her screaming and she's terrified, I feel very bad for her. If I, if she's laughing, I'm laughing. It's the weirdest thing. She's such a powerful actor that I've, I've always had a dream of like, I want to shoot another horror film with Jennifer Love Hewitt as the lead. I even have a whole concept written out for like another, I know it's the last summer where it's her. She's yeah. Like she's the lead again and we bring her back. And to me, she's a phenomenal actor and I've always wanted to work with her. Um, there was one time, I never, I, hadn't, I haven't met her, um, I, did not, I have not met her, but there was a time where a friend talked to her, uh, you know, about who I am and what I do and all, and she sent me a video wishing me a happy birthday, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she was like, you know, telling me like, hopefully we get to work again in the future, and I was like, I've just died, like, the most amazing <laughs> actress in the world just knows my name, I was freaking out, fanboying. LAUGHTER I'm, I'm such a huge fan of her work, and hopefully one day I get to, you know, I'm blessed and honored to, I get the honor to, I should say, to work with her, and we can bring her to the big screen as a screen queen um, once
0: again, hopefully, one day. You know, and and think about this, guys, uh, as as uh, as we're talking about this, think about this, uh, you know, uh, we mentioned that uh, we were uh, able to get uh, uh, Diane a job in uh, Joe's next movie. Think about this: when they when they wrap up for the day and they're in catering, they'll probably say, "Hey, uh, the, Joe, this would be your line. Hey, Diane, remember that? Remember that wacky radio show that we were on? Remember that? Remember remember that? And th- the guy won't stop calling me. Do you have the same experience? And then Diane, your line to be like. Well, yeah, but the guy doesn't know what a time zone is. He keeps calling me at 2 in the morning. I keep telling him I'm two hours behind him. What do what, what you think, guys? i that... be
1: like, Diane, like, he's literally in my front yard now. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I, I could totally see that. So, I mean, <laughs> make sure you count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah, well uh... – well, a
0: little known fact is uh, before uh, Matthias became a big wrestler, he was a big-time football player here, and uh, uh, he and I used to uh, uh, be, I don't know, uh, seatmates or whatever you want to say uh, on the road. And uh, uh, there's a reason why he retired from football. is because he didn't want to go on long trips with me anymore. So that's
2: one thing. Uh, well, now, now, talking other people at the same time, trying yeah, to find people's houses.
0: Yeah, and, Joe, <laughs> don't let that – uh, don't that that uh, persuade you not hiring me? I mean, I, I'm really a normal guy, but uh, here's the thing. I mean, I can even uh, in between takes, I can entertain everybody. You know, uh, isn't
2: that what they you always say before you find funny, out the true side?
1: It's, it's funny you're, you're saying that right now because I'm, I'm literally like, like I said, we're on set right now and I'm on a break. Um, I'm looking at one of our one of our PAs right now is dancing in front of the actors and they're just laughing. So I'm like, I can picture you doing that right now. He's entertaining the cast right now while they're waiting for me. So I can definitely they always... see that.
0: It's funny <laughs> to say
2: that. <laughs> well, well, for Icon, it, 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 the music would move him, but it would move him pretty ugly. Well, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, we, 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 we only have a few
0: minutes here, but, you know, like I say, uh, uh, of course, you know, Big Swing, he, he wasn't able to make it to my wedding. I got married in September, not that you guys care, but uh, I got married in September, and how many people can say that a nationally syndicated comedian came all the way down from California to do a private show for his wedding. We had the all-sports wedding. Everybody dressed up in their jerseys. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, the, the pastor dressed up like a referee. And it, it was, I mean, how many, I, you, you can see just by hearing that, and Matthias was a witness to that because he was there. Uh, what a happening
2: guy I really am, you know. And like I say. It, it was the first time I've ever seen that, that's for sure. That's yeah. definitely in, that was definitely uh, uh, unique. And, and I like, like I say, Joe. I'll, uh, you know, uh, you, I, I, I
0: hope that you would be willing to give me a shot. I'll understand if you don't, because you know, my own parents tried to leave me in the hospital when I was a kid, and uh, you know, we used to play hide and seek when I was a kid, and I used to find them in a different state under a different last name.
5: As a matter of
3: fact. <laughs>
0: But anyway, uh, so uh, real quick here, Joe, if our fans want to check you out, see, you got a Facebook and Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? Yeah,
1: you can find um, me on Instagram. My uh, handle is uh, Joe Luhan Official. As far as Facebook, you could also search Joe Luhan on Facebook. Same as for Twitter. Um, I I do have my website. If you guys, if anyone wants to check out our website, to see trailers and exclusive content. That is carcass-studios.com or joelujan.com. Uh, you can also follow, follow me on TikTok. My nieces and my, my goddaughters always have me dancing, these goofy dances. So I'm on TikTok as well. That's joelujan. Basically, if you just search joelujan on any platform, uh, even if you Google my name, it's going to pop up with all my handles, and you'll find me. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I'll tell you what, Joe, uh, and Diane, I want to thank you as well, but I'll tell you what, Joe, you have been uh, most awesome. I do appreciate uh, you guys taking time on your schedule, and uh, 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 like I say, Joe, if you're willing to let me call you, uh, you know, I I hope you like that cool little collector's card I made for you. I hope you like that. Yes,
1: that was Uh, awesome. Thank you so much
0: and uh like i say i'll 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 be in touch with you i'll I'll understand if when my number pops up, like when I call Matthias or big swing or granny their my caller i d handle is do not answer this I'll understand if you don't answer but
6: uh, no, for no uh, sure.
1: we'll, we'll be connected. we'll stay in touch for sure
0: I appreciate it, man, and you have been most wonderful, and I want to thank you and thank you, Diane. You guys have been wonderful and uh, the next uh, film that uh, you guys have coming out, we'll definitely have you both on again, and uh, uh, we'll we'll pitch it.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was such an honor, guys. Thank you.
0: All right. Thanks, yeah, Joe, and thank, thank you. you, Diane. Great. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.
5: Thanks All right. You. Thank you.
0: All right. Hey, uh, Joe and Diane, uh, I, I think that's actually the first time we actually had uh, director and actor on at the same time. Uh, We only got a few minutes here, uh, Big Swing, before we do play your favorite song, but uh, what what do you got going on? Uh, Why don't you ever want to come on the show with us? I know that you're going to be a daddy. There's going to be a little swing on the way, but uh, other than that, why why have you been uh, ducking us? Why have you been ignoring us? Uh, Because uh, we know that you play those stupid little sound effects uh, because you're listening in, but, uh, you know, we're glad that you're able to be with us tonight. See, he's... He's silent, folks, because uh, he didn't know. Wait, what happened?
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that.
0: Well, we we only got a few minutes before we got to play your favorite song here, but uh, we're just uh, wondering. Uh, wh- you know, we heard there there's a little swing on the way. We heard about that, but we're wondering why uh, you uh, only pop in and play the 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 dumb little sound effects, and you never want to uh, be on the show with us anymore. Uh, we're wondering. Uh, uh, did we, uh, did you get too big for us, uh, to join us? Uh, like, uh, some of the, uh, wrestlers that have big-timed us and won't ever talk to us again?
4: You mean like, like, like the Honky Tonk Man, for example?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, Booker T's brother? Yeah.
4: Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray, not, not Booker. Right. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, uh, I did not. I, I guess the best phrase I could use for it is, uh, prior obligations and life's complications. I have been I have been insanely busy between our busy season at the club, um my radio show every day with now Stanley Cup and now the Yankees, which are by the way the best team in baseball, hands down easily. Um between Yankee coverage and all that, I just uh I've been I've been crazy busy and uh also you guys are just doing such a great job um I can't stress enough the addition that Matthias has made as that third party um sort of stepped in and you know played my heel uh, role uh, perfectly
0: and the American uh, dream
4: does
0: say we we got the third man baby and uh, it's Matthias
4: and yeah. he's going to be stepping in baby yeah but basically but, yeah uh, yeah so it could, yeah well, a little bit more lisp and you'll have it perfect but but yeah it's just um you guys have been doing such a great job and uh You know, I don't feel like I need to necessarily come in and and, and maybe throw a wrench into the rhythm because a lot of the times I won't necessarily be able to be on right at, you know, 10 o'clock my time. And you guys are already rolling along at that point, so usually I just listen from the background and play stuff when I need to.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, with that being said, uh, we're getting the cut signal. We're going to play... Big Swing's favorite song uh, We we do not have a live show next week We'll be playing one of our uh, shows But uh, be checking uh, On our Facebook page For who's going to be on, coming on next And uh, in the next couple weeks You do not want to miss who's coming on uh, So uh, until next time Love each other, be safe uh, Join us same time, same channel 89.1 Kent FM Monday nights, 9pm to 11pm Central Center time We'll see you in two weeks do you know me?